As Angie said earlier, we're going to talk about prayer this, evening, this morning. Prayer. You know, what's funny is, um, is this seems to be one of the areas of guilt and shame in Christians. If I ask somebody, how's your prayer life? I usually get hedging, you know? I usually get kind of that, well, you know, it's, it could be better. It could. You, you realize that prayer was never intended, never given to us to be a source of guilt and shame, right? Prayer was given to us as a way to communicate with a Father that loves us. I have said again and again from this platform, you are the, the target, the focus, and the purpose of the love of God. You are the target, the focus, and the purpose of the grace of God. That same God just wants to hear from you. That's all. That's what prayer actually is. It's just communication with God. And so we're going to look at a prayer that Jesus prays and see what, what we, can, we, we can pick out of this, what we can see as examples for our own prayer life. Because prayer was never meant to be a source of guilt or shame. It was never meant to be something that you're embarrassed about. It's meant to be communication with a Father that loves you. So let's read these verses. We'll be in Luke chapter 22. They will be up here behind me. In fact, they are. But we're going to start in verse 39 and go through verse 46. Starting in verse 39 of Luke chapter 22. He went out and made his way as usual to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he told them, Pray that you may not fall into temptation. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and began to pray. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. Being in anguish, he prayed more fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he had, and when he got up from prayer and came to the disciples, he found them sleeping, exhausted from their grief. Why are you sleeping, he asked them. Get up and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. So let's talk about this. We're going to do this, by the way, in the, in the way we've done it since the beginning of the year. We're going to first look at context. Then we'll look at the so what's. So what does it say about God? So what does it say about me? So what do I need to do now that I know this about God and myself? And then we're going to look at it phrase by phrase and then look for the comfort and the challenge of this passage. So let's talk about context first. This is a busy night. This is the night that Jesus is arrested. They have, they have celebrated Passover together. Jesus has instituted the first Lord's Supper. He's talked to Judas, knowing that Judas is about to betray him. He's talked to Peter and, knowing, and, and tells Peter, you're going to deny me. Once again, we have this, this prayer in the context of knowing he's been betrayed and knowing he's going to be denied. And so he's, this is kind of the context. And then so he takes the disciples and they go out, as it says, as was his custom. He, he does this often. He goes to the, to the Mount of Olives, to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he prays this prayer. And it's in that context, that, the immediate context, he, he tells the, the disciples, pray. He's in anguish. 
He is, he is sweating like, like drops of blood on the ground. <clears throat> he is in anguish. And so he asks the disciples to pray with him, and they fall asleep. So he's been betrayed. He knows he's about to be denied. The guys that he asked to come pray with him fell, fall asleep. That's the context of this prayer. That's the context in which Jesus says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. We, uh, we see again that uh, through this prayer that, that Jesus is disturbed. He is, he is sweating blood, as we say. And, and isn't it interesting that, that, that God sends an angel to strengthen him? And what's the, the outcome of that strength? More fervent prayer. More fervent prayer. He gets the strength that God sends him for more prayer. I think that's interesting. That's interesting for the context of what Jesus is saying here. And let's be honest. What Jesus is asking for is plan B. He's saying, I know your will, Father, but I don't want it. I want something else. Is there a way this can be done differently so it doesn't include what's, what I'm facing? That's what he's asking for, is a plan B. So <clears throat> what does this say about God? We really see the humanity of Jesus in this passage. He is in Anguish, that's the word that's used, anguish. You and I, we know what anguish feels like. We know, maybe it's a sick relative or a sick friend. Maybe it's an injury that happens to a family member. Maybe it's our own pain. Whatever it might be, problem at the job, something, anything that seems overwhelming, we know what anguish feels like. And so this tells us that Jesus knows exactly how we feel when we feel anguish. Jesus has felt exactly what we feel when we feel anguish. I think it's, it's one of the most important things that we can get from this is that God listens to any prayer we pray. Any prayer we pray. I want you to, again, think about what Jesus is asking for here. Jesus is saying, I know, God, what your will is. He has predicted his, his death and resurrection how many times up to this point? He knows what the will of God is. He knows that, that this night is the reason he came to earth. And yet, he's saying, Father, if you are willing, let this cup pass from me. God will listen to any prayer we pray. It's not, about, it's not about the style. It's not about the words you use. It's not about the position you're in. It's about communication with God. He, there, there's so much. This is another place. I've said this before. This is another place where we put rules on that God doesn't have. We put rules on how to pray. We put rules on, on when to pray. We put rules on on the position you're supposed to be in when you pray, and none of that is important here. What's important is Jesus pouring out his heart to a father that loves him. That's the only thing that's important. And, And so, by extension, because Jesus can pray anything he wants to pray, he can pray even 
God, I don't like the situation. I want it to change. Even though I know it's your will, we can pray that too. You and I can pray, I know this is your will for me, but I don't like it. We can do that because Jesus has. Jesus showed us the way. And it also shows us that God strengthens us to do what he wants us to do. Jesus prays this prayer, says, God, I, I want a plan B. I want something else. I want a different way for this to happen. And, what, and, and the, the reaction to this is he is strengthened by an angel. We receive the strength we need to do what God wants us to do. All we have to do is be honest with God. All we have to do is pour out our hearts to a Father that loves us. So what's this say about us? It says that we can take any burden to Christ. Any burden. He knows exactly how we feel. He has felt everything we, ha we feel. Have you ever felt betrayed? Jesus has. Have you ever felt denied? Jesus has. Have the people that, that are, are closest to you that said they'll pray with you fallen asleep on you? They have Jesus. Have you ever wanted the situation to completely change? I don't like the way things are going, God. And, and, I, and even if it's your will, I don't like it anymore. Jesus has felt that. Jesus has felt the anguish of knowing the will of God and not liking it. We can take any burden to Jesus, any burden. We just need to be honest with God. He knows already, right? I mean, our, our understanding of the sovereignty of God tells us he knows this already. He already knows, no matter what words are coming out of your mouth, he already knows what your heart's saying. So just match those up. Let the words be what your heart's saying. Be honest with God. Just communicate with Him. It also says that there is that, that position, that style, that the words we use, none of that matters. Again, this is where we have put a bunch of, 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 of uh, rules and regulations on prayer that just don't exist. It says here in Luke that Jesus knelt down. In Mark, it just says He fell to the ground. In Matthew, it says he fell face down to the ground. Now, here's, my, uh, here's, here's what I propose. If the position that Jesus prayed in was really important, there wouldn't be any variation. We'd know. If the position that we're supposed to pray in is that important, we'd be told. It's not. It's not. We can pray in any position, standing, sitting, lying down, on our sides. It doesn't matter. We can use any words we want. We can use, it. we can even say, God, I don't like your will in this. That's what Jesus does here. He says, can there be a plan B? And I think this also shows us that we can be changed by prayer. Notice that Jesus is changed as this prayer goes on. You know, in, in Matthew and in Mark, all, this, this story, by the way, is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And in Matthew and Mark, Jesus prays this three times. Three separate times. In, in Luke, it's only, it only shows it the one time. 
What we see in all of these, though, is that Jesus is changed by this prayer. He doesn't want what God wants at the beginning. Father, if you are willing, let this cup pass. He doesn't want what God wants. But as this prayer goes on, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus is changed by this prayer. We can be changed by prayer. Prayer is honest communication with God. In whatever position you're in, in whatever words you use, and allow God to change you in it. It can go from, God, I, I, I hate this situation that I'm in. I don't like your will in this, to your, not my will, but your will be done. It gets there by the strength God gives us. It gets there by praying honestly and letting God strengthen us for it. Jesus is changed by this prayer. We can be changed by our prayer. So what do we need to do? We need to pray. We need to have an honest conversation with God. Style doesn't matter. Words don't matter. Position doesn't matter. What matters is honest communication between your heart and God's. That's it. You are talking to a father that loves you. You are talking to, to a father that, that loves you so much that you are the target, focus, and purpose of, of his love and his grace. You are talking to somebody that loves you more than you can even understand. <clears throat> so all we got to do is be honest. An honest communication with God. We need to pray. And we need to pray that kind of prayer. Not the kind that, that I know there's lots of uh, acrostics out there, acts and chat, and I, I know there's lots of different methods of prayer. I am saying, just talk to God. Just honestly talk to God. That's all he wants. That's his desire, is to just hear from his kids. Like any father, he just wants to hear from his children. We need to pray. And we need to just honestly communicate with God. So let's look at this phrase by phrase. Father, if you are willing, Jesus knows the will of God and he's asking if there could be a plan B. This is probably the most important part of the passage in my mind because we have this idea that we have to, div di we have to divine the will of God before we can pray. Because we've been told that we want to that ask anything in the will of God and we will receive. So that means we have to figure out what the will of God is before we pray. Jesus knows the will of God and doesn't like it and prays anyway. And he prays honestly. He just says, Father, if you are willing, let this cup pass for me. I don't want this. I don't want this to happen. Now the cup... Remove this cup from me. The cup is the cross. It's, the cup is used throughout the Old Testament and New Testament to talk about the wrath of God on sin. Jesus knows that the wrath of God on sin is about to land on him. That's what he doesn't like. That's, what, that's part of the plan he's not happy with. That's the part of the plan that he asks God if there's a way to change. Can this cup go elsewhere? 
Now, we know how this turns out, right? We know how this comes out. Jesus took the, the wrath of God on sin. Your sin and my sin. He took that wrath. He died on that cross so that you and I might live. He took the wrath, but, he, but here he is asking, can this cup, can you remove this cup from me? Can you pass this cup along? And then nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Here's where we see the change in Jesus. He knew the will of God before he started this prayer. And now he's ready for the will of God through this prayer, through the strength that God sent him. He's now ready to do what he needs to do. We are given the strength to do the will of God when we honestly come to God in prayer. Honestly, from our hearts, simple communication with God. Jesus pours out his heart to God in anguish here. And God strengthens him for what needs done. He strengthens him for, the, for the, his will for Jesus. That's what we desire. We can have, with honest communication with God, we can have the strength to do his will even when we don't like it. <laughs> even when we disagree with it. We can have the strength to do his will. If we honestly communicate with God, we can be changed. God doesn't change his will. He doesn't change his will for Jesus. He changes Jesus so he's ready for, the, for his will. That's what happens in this simple prayer. So what are the comfort and the challenges of this verse? The, I think there's a lot of comforts in this. Uh, that Jesus knows exactly how we feel. He knows exactly how we feel when we feel betrayed, when we feel denied, when, when those that we're counting on are, are, are falling asleep on us. He knows what anguish feels like. He knows what we go through. I think that's a comfort. Because we can go to him and he, you, we can hear his voice saying, child, I know exactly how that feels. We can go to Jesus with anything. I think uh, also God gives us what we need when we go to him in prayer. He gives us the strength to do what he wants us to do. Even when we ask him to change the situation, even when we ask him to change his will, we can go to him honestly and maybe he won't change the situation but he can change you in it he can change you and strengthen you to do his will i think that's a great comfort from this verse and the challenge in this verse we have to get to the point where we trust god we have to get to the point where even in the midst of this prayer you can see this happening with jesus he trusts God. He wants plan B, but he trusts God once he's strengthened. Once we're strengthened, we need to trust God's plan. 
we simply surrender to the plan of God. That's the challenge. The challenge really isn't arguing with God, because we do that. The, the challenge really isn't, uh, isn't telling God we don't like this situation, because we do that even if we're not honest about it, right? It's in our heart, even if it's not coming, out our, uh, coming off our lips, we're telling God we don't like it. Jesus shows us here we can, we can pray any prayer, in any position, in any style, just honest communication from our hearts to God's heart. And let God change you in that prayer. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads for a moment. Is there... Are you, are, are you wrestling with God right now over something in your life? Are you wrestling with God right now over, over his will versus what you want? Will you right now tell God you, you want something different? You want plan B. You want the situation to change. Just be honest with God. Your heart to his. Will you receive the strength he gives to do his will? Maybe this morning you need to take a step of faith toward Christ. Maybe through the Lord's Supper or through the understanding that Jesus took the wrath of God on sin. Maybe that's coming to you for the first time. You're understanding that differently this morning. And you need to take a step of faith toward Christ. It's as simple as a prayer. It's as simple as saying, God, I know that I have sin in my life. I've said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. I've done things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. But I'm going to trust that Jesus took the cup of wrath for me. That he died on that cross to pay my price. So I'm going to ask you to forgive me because of his work on the cross. And I'm going to ask you to come into my life that I might know your will for me. If you prayed that prayer for the first time this morning, somebody know. Come and let me know. Elbow your neighbor and let them know. Can you, be, can you have honest communication with God? Because that's what prayer really is. Father, we thank you for this example. We thank you, Father, for your word and just that we can come to you with anything, anytime, anywhere, in any position, using any words. We can come to you in honest communication with you. I ask, Father, that you give us strength for your will. And I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is Pastor Jim from Porter Mountain Fellowship. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. These are sermons from our 10.30 a.m. service on Sundays. If you're in the neighborhood, stop by. We're on the corner of Porter Mountain Road and Commerce Drive in beautiful Lakeside, Arizona.